Thank you for tuning into the Taking Background podcast. This is a podcast about making a difference. And tonight we are going to talk about where the battle is and how to win. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to the Taking Background Podcast, where we equip men to be leaders in their life, in their home, and in their city to leave a legacy and make a difference. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one tonight. It's a good podcast. Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, maybe some concerns, you can leave us a voicemail at 509-906-3122. We do check it out and we're curious about your thoughts. Or you can send us an email, takingbackgroundspokane at gmail.com. I think it might be a good spot to maybe pull some audio. Yeah. Just, you know, maybe if somebody drops a one-liner that's priceless. Yeah, maybe it could make it into a future episode. That's what I'm thinking. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, go ahead and like, share, get your friends to listen. You know what to do out there on those social media machines. Yeah. Let's get the word out there because what we're going to talk about tonight definitely is important. Oh, man. Like, we truly feel that this is where the battle for culture is and where we can actually make a difference. I believe the word is quintessential. That that's a word. You like that? That is a good you word. You like that? Somebody's yeah. getting smarter as the podcasts go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh, our man. scripture for tonight is from Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Man. How would you like to hear that from God? I know. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sweet. Leaving a legacy is what we are talking about here tonight. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's start with that. Um, we're talking about our kids and Ooh, being yeah. a dad. Oh, yeah. I got a, I got a good one from this last weekend. Okay. I'm so, ready to hear it. So uh, me and the family uh, took a trip over to the west side. Uh, we why? went to... Why? Why? To try to escape the heat that was happening in Spokane, but found out the same heat that was in Spokane is the same heat that was on the coast. So we didn't escape anything. It was hot. It was super hot. But through this hotness, we went to a, a, a fun water park establishment in Federal Way um, to try to beat the heat. And uh, one of the things that I absolutely loved is last year, my son Jasper was afraid of most rides. Like mm -hmm. most rides, he'd be like, no, I'm out. And this year, he was on this roller coaster, right? That would normally freak him out. He'd start crying and freaking out. So it winds up. It's a tiny little kid's coaster, you know? So it winds up and then crests over the top of the hill. And all you hear is him, like, scream out loud. It comes around the corner and the biggest smile you've ever seen on his face. Mm. And it did it again. And he did the same exact thing. And he just had so much fun. So it was awesome. That's good. Yeah, mine. mine's from today. Uh, I've got a... 18 month old boy named Connor and he is a tank and just like stomps around everywhere in the house. And uh, I just laid down on the floor and he just thought it was the funniest thing to 
run up and just like tackle me as hard as he could. And then he'd like giggle and laugh and like go up and he probably did it like 50 times. Oh man. Um, and it was just nice. Like just seeing like how, like how much joy like a kid has, especially oh, yeah. like a boy to like, think like, Oh, I'm going to tackle my dad, yeah. you know, and do stuff. So yeah, that's, that's a good memory. Well, it's good feelers. Yeah. Yeah. What about our dads? Oh man. What about our dads? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a, a memory of my dad, um, before bed, um, most nights that we were with him, um, my parents were divorced. So we went over to his house, um, for some of the weekends and, before me and my sister would go to bed, um, he'd come in and he would say goodnight and we'd give our mooches and then he would always flick me right on the top of the head. But it wasn't like a wham. It was just like this playful little flick and then I'd flick him on his head and then we'd laugh or we'd smile at each other and say goodnight and it's something that gets me right down in my heart. Every time I think every about time, it. Yeah. Every time I think about it. Yeah. I know something I loved about my dad was like, especially when we were younger um, and I, I was the oldest. And so like, I think that he was the best at it, you know, when, when I was kind of like going through those stages of life where, you know, he would coach our baseball team or our soccer team and all these things. And uh, he, uh, my dad knows how to tell stories and yes, we were out on this uh, Boy Scout camping trip, and I don't know how he managed it, but there was a, a story about uh, a man who had a hook for a hand <laughs> and stuff, and uh, he 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 managed to get like fifteen, like ten year old boys, like just like crying, and, like <laughs> terrified to. Terrified to go uh, to, to go sleep to bed that night. And <laughs> That's so awesome. he didn't like do anything that night or anything, uh, but we were all like whispering about it, you know, in the tent. And then oh, yeah. the next day uh, we had to like climb up this mountain and try to like build our own shelters that we were going to stay in and stuff. So, oh, no. so That's we so go up bad. there and me and my buddy, like we kind of like slung like this tarp thing over some sticks that we had hobbled together and you know, we're sleeping up there in this makeshift shelter in the middle of the night. I hear this, like, like sound of a scraping sound going across the tent and um yeah peach pants just about it was pretty close yeah uh no it's funny because that like sounds like a, a negative story yeah. right you know like oh my dad scared me you know this different thing but it's crazy how like sometimes like even like when we're being like teased or messed with like as a kid like yeah those are the fun memories that, that we remember, you know, and we're bonded, you know, to our dads. So, Definitely. yeah. So tonight uh, we're going to be talking about fatherhood and why we believe that literally the, the war for the cosmos, when we're talking about building culture, cultivating the Christian worldview that we're called to do, like we believe that the crux of all of that is who you are as a father and what you do in your home to build that. Yes. So, I mean, I, I don't think I've understated or overstated like oh. how important fathers are. Um, I think it's the hinge of everything. I think so, especially if you look at um, statistics today of, of how kids turn out with fathers that are present and active in their lives, and then the statistics of 
ones that grew up without their dads or their dads were in and out or their dads weren't, you know, um, not a very good influence, but they were there all the time. I mean, yeah, the numbers really speak for themselves if if you break them yeah. down. I mean, I, I pulled up some of these numbers here tonight. Um, some of these are just heartbreaking. 63% of youth suicides are for, from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. And yet, look at this. Children with fathers who are involved in their life are 40% less likely to repeat a grade in school. Children fathers who are involved are 70% less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in extracurricular activities. Um, man, like looking at drug and alcohol abuse here, 85% of all youth in prison come from fatherless homes. See, and that's not to say that if you grew up without a dad, you are going to do this. No, we're just talking about, yeah, like the numbers can't lie. You know, there's going to be outliers on either sides. Like there could be a kid that comes from literally the perfect home yeah. and they're just a total mess. mess. Yeah. Um, and then there's like situations where you've got a single mom who's loving on her kids and doing the best she can to get by. And she raises these awful kids. But statistically, when we look at that, I mean, 43% of us children live without their father. That's insane. Just to me to think about that. That's crazy. So 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. And it's crazy. Cause like, like think about these numbers, like they're looking at the census, there's 64.3 million estimated fathers across the nation. So I think about that 43% of children live without their father. You look at, I, I could keep going with, all these statistics here that I've got pulled up here. And, and it's crazy. Like you can look at the demographics of entire cultures and you look at all these like systemic issues of poverty, crime, all these awful things coming from fatherless homes. There was one in here, 80% of rapists motivated with displaced anger come from fatherless homes. 71% of pregnant teenagers lack a father. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. That, that's the one that gets me every time. Yeah. Because that's something that if a dad would just stick around, it, it might not fix that problem, but to be able to cut that by like 20, 30%, would, mm -hmm. I mean, ugh, just if we just take the time. Yeah. And, it, and it's That's hard crazy. and we're, we're both examples of people that like have brokenness, like mm -hmm. in our, in our family history and things, you grew up in a broken home. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have a divorce in my history. And so I am currently trying to live and manage what it looks like to be a dad in a broken yeah. home. I have a stepchild that lives with me full time. I, my two kids from my previous marriage, um, are with their mom more of the time than, than they're with me. And, and it's hard because in 
we talked about a last, uh, in our last episode, we talked about how like so often it's easy to feel disqualified and that you can abdicate your role as a father and what you're supposed to do. But the truth is like your family history might be completely broken, but the truth you have today, you need to run with. And here's some truth for you that once you hear this, like you need to run with this every day from here on out is that you as a dad matter. Mm -hmm. And there might be consequences from things that have happened in the past, but you can take a small step today and a bigger step tomorrow and a bigger step the next day towards being a good dad. So let's talk about. I got a story. Give me a story. I got a story real quick. Yeah. So I was able to have a, a sit down conversation with my dad. Um, and I just, I was able to ask him, um, before he passed, um, why, why were you absent? Why were you, it was very emotional, lots of tears, but what he told me just hammered my heart. It was that he felt like it was better for me that he wasn't in my life because he couldn't get it. He didn't feel like he had it all together. Like he didn't feel that what he had to offer me was what a father should give his son. And so when I heard that at that moment, you have a choice to make is either you're going to be like your dad or you're going to flip the script and be like, you know what, I'm going to do everything, you know, the, the opposite way, the way that I wish that my dad would have done. Um, and that's one thing since, um, I've had kids, um, because that was pre kids, um, since I've had kids that I have, um, hung on to and cherished that, that time, because it's really a, a step up. A well, up or shut like, up, I mean, you know what, what I mean, was that a lie that your dad believed? I think it was. Yeah. Because he, he had that brokenness. There was brokenness, there was sin. I mean, um, his story is it would break your heart. And, and every, every time that I would have talked to him after we had our talk, it was, there was so much love. There was so much connectiveness after that talk mm-hmm. that I was just glad to have, cause I only had him for another year and a half after that talk or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I think that, that he decided to live in that shame that he decided to live, um, reserved from being influential in mm-hmm. my, in mine and my sister's life, mm-hmm. which, and you feel like even, with all of the brokenness that existed in him, do you think if he would have made that choice to be present, that it would have been a positive? Um, I think there would have been parts that would have been good, but there would have been parts, um, just the demons that he was struggling with mm-hmm. that probably would have been a little detrimental. But um, the way that I look back at mine and my father's relationship, I think God had orchestrated it um, as I play it over and over in my head, and maybe I'll be able to, in a later podcast, kind of break it down for you guys. But as I look back on it, hindsight being 2020, I, I'm so thankful for the decisions that my dad made, the way that God used the decisions that my dad made in my life to mold my thoughts towards my kids, because it's a complete 180. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how yeah. it turned out. So let's talk about um, what Christian men should do as fathers. Ooh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, let's and, do it. And I think that there's some of these things that you and my might be good at. There's other things that oh man, yeah. that in what we're talking about here with these things, we're not perfect at, and we're talking just as much to ourselves as we're talking to oh yeah. you know any audience out there. But I think the first one is to just be present. Oh man, just being able to come home. I mean, we use this a lot, this analogy a lot, but to be able to come home from work and still have enough energy or have enough drive to get on the floor and play with your kids. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm the, at the end of the day, like it's important as men to have a job that's providing for your family. Yes, but absolutely. Your more important job that you have is to be a dad. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. I just think that being, being present, being there, not being checked out, um, but actually like engaged with your kids, mm -hmm. um, is good, which goes to my next one of like, just like being active. Yes. Especially if you have younger kids, mine are, um, four and six. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not active, they're not happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to play when I get home, they want to run around. And I've, I've had both sides of the coin because with my job, I could work, you know, 14, 15 hours a day, mm -hmm. or I could work eight hours a day. I mean, it just varies from day to day. And so they know that when I come home super late, that dad's going to be tired. And, and at those nights I try, it doesn't work out a lot of the time, but I try to make an effort to wrestle with my son or, you know, toss my daughter under her bed or, you know, do something active that's fun mm -hmm. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one, and this came from uh, Ephesians 6, 4. There's this verse that says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the, of the Lord. I think that's like a two-part thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that it's so easy. I know I can rock like a dad voice. Like you wouldn't believe sometimes <laughs> like, Hey, Knock it off. Knock it off. And like the kids know, you, yeah. you know, when, when dad's mad. And there's sometimes where like when you're trying to discipline and raise up your kids in this culture and worldview and faith that we want to raise our kids in, where you do need to call kids out on things and stuff, mm -hmm. but, but you can provoke your children to anger. You can provoke your kids to bitterness yeah. through being too harsh as a dad. Well, and there's times I'm going to, I'm just going to be real with you guys for a moment that when my son is acting up, I tend to poke the bear as they say, I and just throw gas on that. Fire. I kind of feed it because there's a part of me that thinks it's a little bit funny. And then the other part of me where I push it too far and then it flips on me and then I get angry. Yeah. Or our daughters will like totally be disobeying us and do it in a cute way. Well, and my so daughters you never don't wanna... do that. Or my daughter never does. <laughs> every other day sure yeah uh, yeah so true so not being too harsh and i and i think Absolutely, that yeah like as a dad you need to be firm mm -hmm. and they need to know that you need to be respected and obeyed as their dad but you can accomplish that in a loving caring way mm -hmm. and it's hard it's not easy mm -hmm. um, especially when you're tired especially when you know, you might've had, um, an argument with your wife or an argument with something at work and you're bringing something home and it's really hard to kind of disassociate the two. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, yeah. that leads us to the next yeah, one. Yeah. You had a good one. Listen to your children, no matter their age. So this has been a really big thing for me is why I threw it in there. Um, because my son is four and 
um, when he gets really upset, it's easy for me to just get mad and be like, if we're going to keep acting like this, we're going to get a SWAT. You're going to get in the corner and then we're going to figure it out instead of taking the time to be like, all right, bud, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's not the easiest thing. I don't do it every time, but there's times when God has given me enough patience to where I'm like, okay, bud, what's going on? Let's figure this out. Let's not throw our shoes or huck our pillow across the room because we're mad because we don't get to put the toothpaste on the toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. yeah, I think that like that makes sense in a discipline one. I think that my example for that, my eight year old son, Zach, like that dude can talk. <laughs> yeah. Like he is just this chatterbox of like, you can even like sit there and kind of be half listening to him and he'll just keep going, just talking about everything he sees and what he did that day and just everything. And, and that's like important to me. Like he's talking to me because my opinion matters to him and what I care about matters to him. And he wants to share all these things in his life with me because I'm his dad. Yeah. And so making sure that your kids like feel like this is a two-way relationship and that our words to them matter, but also their words to us matter too. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's just huge. Um, and again, it's much easier to sit here at the table and say it than to put it in practice. So again, we're not perfect at it, but we try. Yeah. Well, and we talked we about try. that in our last episode, yeah. like we like try, you fail, get back up as a dad and try, try again, yes. do it again. Yeah. Yesterday was bad. Today is going to be better. Endurance. Um, Build that endurance. Yeah. Here's another one. Love their mom well. Especially in front of them. Yeah. Resolve your conflicts in front of your kids so that they can see how to healthily do that. I don't even know if that's a word. Is that a word? Healthily? Healthily. (laughs) Well, if you say like healthily, it's probably not. But (laughs) yeah. No. And I think like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, when you're in a married relationship, there is going to be conflict yeah. and you need to teach your kids. Like you don't yell at their mom. Like you in an argument, you treat her with respect still. Mm-hmm. But I also think like, it's important. Like when things are going good, you know, like kids need to grow up in a home where, um, they feel safe mm-hmm. in mom and dad's relationship with each other. Um, and that's something with Anna, my wife, I try to build all the time. Um, and I think, in talking about like my experience with like a broken home and the reality, having, having a former spouse, um, I always with Macy and Zach's mom, try to speak to her with kindness and respect. And even though their mom and I aren't married anymore, I still try to, as their mom model how they should treat their mom. Um, and build that co-parenting relationship that way. Yeah. Um, as hard, as hard as that can be, like it's super important to do that. I can only imagine. So I can only imagine that's not copyright. Uh, yeah, probably not. We'll see if YouTube brings this podcast (laughs) down down. (laughs) or something like that for, yeah. Infringing on copyright. Yeah. Um, I mean the big thing, like we, we talked about some examples there of things that we need to do and stuff. Yeah. Why at the end of the day does being a dad who does those things make a difference? I don't know. The thing, the thing, the only thing that I could come back to is the fact that when I was growing up, 
Um, and seeing my dad, he was larger than life. He was, I don't know. I don't know why in our brains that it makes it, it makes him so much bigger. Mm -hmm. But when he would come around, my mood would change, my attitude. I mean, everything would change when he would come around. Yeah. So I think that being able to have that in your life, I mean, would be priceless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously it is based on that's a great, statistics. I mean, yeah, that's a great personal example of that. Like, and I just like think like generally when we look at building culture in these things, like culture out there in our country is busy aborting their children. Mm -hmm. Culture is busy not having children and chasing and trying to live in the moment and live for yourself. And, and that, that's a very short-term thing. And if, if we're instead thinking generationally in terms of leaving a legacy yeah fathering our children and doing so in such a way that we're that first link in a chain of faithfulness in that. And our kids and our grandkids are doing those th same things. Like a hundred years from now, the world that we'll have built will look absolutely different from all of these horrible statistics yeah. that we went through earlier in this episode. And the only way as, as a family that we can fight against that cultural thing is to not give up on our responsibility to be a dad yes. to our kids. No matter how raise hard our kids. it is. And if we hand over that responsibility to their friends, their teachers, their phones. Dude. Yeah. That's that, terrifying. That's the only way that that culture builds itself because yep. that's a culture of death that's like killing legacy and all these things and leaving a legacy of brokenness and death. And we'll lose in doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. where the battle is being a dad laying on the ground, on the floor, wrestling with your kids, yeah. reading a bedtime story to your, uh, to your little ones, um, praying, praying with your kids. over your kids when they go to bed at night, every night yeah. that you're home, praying over your kids, mm -hmm. listening to your daughter, like have conversations with you and making sure that your kids feel loved and secure as a father. We need to be the primary voice that shapes our children's lives. Yeah. And, and we know the direct result when that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just got to turn on the radio or the radio. Hello, it's 1950. We're going to turn on the radio, <laughs> turn on the TV and, and you just see the depravity. I yeah. mean, in TV shows, in everything, every aspect of TikTok and YouTube and you just see what is happening. And again, the statistics don't lie. Yeah. So, but we can fight this. We can. That's a battle. And the truth is if you're being a dad, when you look at those statistics, that's a battle we can win. Absolutely. And that's kind of why we're here to try and help you in this battle. This is how we take back our ground. This is mm -hmm. how we slowly move our area into victory yeah i mean that's kind of it that's, that's that is it that's it let's go out there and be a dad oh man it's difficult get back up <laughs> let's do this you always get back up so tonight thank you for listening it's time to regain the initiative make a difference in your life in your home and your community for your kids let's take back ground.